Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. According to an article published in Bloomberg's Law Journal last week, we're in store for a massive meltdown in the world of hospitality. Just as it appears travel is returning to normal, hotels are about to get slammed in the side of the head again, but this time from their lenders. I'm going to read from the first two paragraphs of the article. Hotels across the U.S. are in line for a potential uptick in bankruptcies and out-of-court restructurings in 2023 as distress mounts from rising interest rates, staffing costs, and expectations of a mild recession. Parts of the hospitality industry may finally be reaching a tipping point, even after managing to stay afloat over the last two years by weathering an unprecedented drop in business caused by the pandemic. Hotel owners and lenders across the country are now increasingly reaching out for help as new economic challenges, including rising interest rates and staffing costs, emerge. As of December, close to $4.1 billion out of the roughly $93 billion in outstanding lodging loans are delinquent, according to data from CMBS analytics firm TREP, Inc. It currently projects about $35 billion worth of those loans are due to mature this year. So according to the report, there's currently 155 loans secured by hotels that are in financial distress in the U.S. right now, and that number is expected to balloon as more of these loans come due. It's virtually guaranteed that that debt's going to need to refinance at a much higher interest rate, and that higher cost of capital is going to push a number of these properties literally underwater. On top of that, those who are franchisees of major flags also have covenants for capital expenditures to keep the hotels looking fresh and meeting the brand standards. These are hard requirements from Hilton, Marriott, and International Hotel Group. Many of the hotel operators were allowed to defer those capital projects during the pandemic because clearly they were in financial distress with large-scale lockdowns that were crippling the industry. And now those improvements are required to happen at a time when the cost of financing those capital improvements has more than doubled. So the hotel operators stuck between defaulting on their loan, defaulting on their franchise agreement with the hotel brand, or possibly both. Leisure travel is rebounded strongly in many locations, but international travel still has not returned to pre-pandemic levels. For example, Cathay Pacific Airlines carried a total of 526,827 passengers last month. That's an increase of 652% compared with November of 2021, but it's also almost an 80% decrease compared with the pre-pandemic level in November 2019. So travel to Hong Kong and China is still way down compared with pre-pandemic levels. And while leisure travel is rebounded, certainly business travel is still very low compared with pre-pandemic levels. Business-oriented hotels are suffering in many cities. We've seen some high-profile hotel bankruptcies in New York City in the past year. The Crown Plaza Hotel in Times Square and the world's tallest Holiday Inn both filed for bankruptcy. The Fairmont Hotel in San Jose, California filed for bankruptcy in 2021 in the depth of the pandemic after having spent a pile of money on improvements. The hotel reopened in 2022 under a new brand as the Signia Hilton. Let's be clear, these are good quality assets and good locations. A large percentage of the hospitality industry is facing a massive headwind on multiple fronts. Number one, they've got below budget occupancy and average daily rates. Number two, rising labor costs as they try to attract workers back into the industry number three, ballooning capital costs, and number four, the requirement to make improvements at what might be the worst possible time. Some of these assets will get recapitalized and reemerge as hotels with a new capital structure, but not before lenders and equity holders take a massive haircut. Does this represent an opportunity for investors? Well, I believe it does. 
and there's no question that the world of hospitality is changing yet again. The metrics for properties needs to establish a new normal, and exactly what will that be, we don't know yet. Some businesses are returning to work in the office. Some live conferences are coming back. For example, the Consumer Electronics Show, which is held in early January every year in Las Vegas, experienced a huge downturn in attendance in 2022, in fact, throughout the entire pandemic. That's an experience mirrored in virtually every live conference. In 2022, attendance was down 75% from the peak with only 45,000 people in attendance. Now, I know it sounds strange to say that 45,000 was a poor turnout, but it's all relative. The numbers for 2023 were much better at 115,000 attendees, which exceeded expectations, and yet it's still low compared with the pre-pandemic 2019 attendance of 182,000. And this is just one of many conferences. If your hotel revenue is tied to conference attendance in some way, how do you plan? If you're buying a distressed hotel, how do you plan? What numbers would you use to forecast revenue? You don't have a single full-year cycle post-pandemic that shows any year-to-year consistency. Hotel data company STR Global maintains industry statistics on hundreds of local markets. In their metrics, STR Global measures current occupancy, ADR, and revenue per available room, and it compares those numbers with 2019. They have both real data and nominal data. What the numbers show is that month-by-month, occupancy in 2022, on average, is still consistently below 2019 levels, but there are some exceptions. The top markets for occupancy in the United States were Key West, Las Vegas, and Orlando. The Caribbean saw the highest occupancy of any subcontinent at 68.4%, sitting just 3.4% below 2019 levels. And that boost was supported by leisure travel and destinations like Barbados at 86.6%, Aruba at 783 and the Cayman Islands at 75.5%. After looking at the weekly SDR data for several weeks, it's hard to determine a solid trend just by looking at the averages or by looking at the week-to-week data. The averages tend to obscure the real picture, but a few things are evident. Recovery is underway when you compare 2022 and 2023 data with 2019 the averages are still below 2019 numbers in most cases. Parts of Europe experienced above 2019 occupancy for certain specific weeks, indicating strong leisure travel. And the real story is that despite the recovery, the Bloomberg article is on to something. There's going to be a significant number of distressed deals appearing in the market this year. And if that's an area of interest, be prepared to jump in and perform your due diligence for the right assets. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.